It's a black coffee kind of day. Waking up to the sound of rain. Now I just want to spend my day with you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Catholic Coffee in the Morning. Waiting for Cinnamon Rolls edition. You forgot to say episode. Oh, I did. You what said another on? one of... Yeah, it's an episode, guys. I'm not sure if you knew that. But uh, I'm assuming episode? if you're already 20 seconds in and you don't know it's an episode... How'd you even find us? How'd you even podcast? find us, Meow? That's <laughs> like, that's providential mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were meant to listen to this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what episode number we're on. I we're think. probably in... 20s? We're in the 30s. 30s, wow. Yeah, think... we just got the notification tomorrow's our one year anniversary Ooh. of starting Catholic Coffee in the Morning. So. For the, the 10 of you who have stuck with us through it all, <laughs> we appreciate you, you know. I didn't think we'd come this far, and yet here we are, you know. Spitting rhymes all the time. Yeah, yeah. Was that a rhyme? Didn't think we'd make it this far, but here we are. Yeah, oh. that's hey. Yeah. Shout out to all um, the sponsors. I'm still I'm still kind of waiting for the coffee to kick in. Hashtag not Catholic coffee because we are unsponsored. Right. Yeah. We had to carry Zach across campus this morning. Not and literally. <laughs> where's, this, where's this we coming from? Well, Mel. Mel helped me carry. I'm just kidding. No, she like, didn't. It's Mel a lie. Here. Right now, it's it's three just of us. the three of us this and is, Mary. This is the least amount it's ever been, I feel. Well, actually, it's very reminiscent of our first episode where it's just you, me, and Kobe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, full circle. You know, started on this vibe, and a year later, we're still on it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. so that's good. Um, what are you drinking, Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't realize you were going to start speaking again. That's probably good you cut me off. <laughs> um, as you can see, mm-hmm. or maybe here, um, I have my black dog coffee mug. It's yep. literally a black dog's face mm-hmm. and or head in the shape of a mug. And inside the mug is the liquid we, we call coffee. Can you hold it up for the camera so everyone can see? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just Whoops. spilled it. Again, second time this morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have, what, Folgers? Yep. Yeah, good old Folgers. Yeah, it's good old reliable. Up. That's what we call our Folgers. Um, out of this wonderful pot we have here. And then I have Duncan's Extra Extra. Real cream and sugar creamer. It's real, everybody. It's real. And it's creamery. That's right. Um, so yeah, that's where, um, that's why I have, and then we have our cinnamon rolls, which just made an entrance out of the oven. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Jake. Oh boy. Well, I'm drinking out of a President Calvin Coolidge State oh, wow. Historic Site mug, and I thought it looked very cool because it's like transparent. It's like just a glass in, looking mug. And it's very cool. I'm drinking iced coffee out of it, though. With yeah. some hazelnut creamer. You've been going with the with the um, iced coffee. Yeah, I've, I've been really liking the iced coffee more than more than the hot coffee. You know. I do Which not is, agree, but I can well, respect it. You know, 
I don't like the the heated stuff very much. I like to be cool, you know, rather than rather than. I kind of is the know? point of iced coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta mm-hmm. stay cool. But yeah, I'm drinking the same pot of coffee with the hazelnut creamer. Hazelnut creamer. Mm-hmm. It is quite delightful, if I do say so. <laughs> international, ah, international delightful. <laughs> like the brand. Where do hazelnuts come from? Trees. What tree, though? Is it a hazelnut, hazelnut tree? tree. Oh, a hazelnut tree. Solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were, we were same wavelength on that one. Yeah. I've never mm-hmm. seen a hazelnut tree. Well, congratulations. That's, that's my dream one day to see. Not I have a new dream now. It's to see hazelnut. I have a dream. I hope it will come true to see a hazelnut tree. And eat a hazelnut too. Wow. Hey. Really on that. Oh, it's my plate. On it today. Um, Maggie, from all the way over in the little kitchenette, what is your kitchenette? Full size kitchen. Um, over in your side of the kitchen, how what is what is your drinking and out of? Interesting way to phrase that. Um, yeah. I, I thought so too. I am drinking the same Folgers coffee. However, I'm drinking a hazelnut and pumpkin pie spice mm. combo deal. So in that autumn spice. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. nice. Getting a, getting a little combo. Um, do you think we're ever gonna be like re-sponsored by Catholic Coffee, or do you think I just killed our sponsorship deals? Um, I think the fact that we're talking about it uh, <laughs> on, the, on the air might, uh, might yeah. Yeah. impact our chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll bring out my cat mug, BT Dubs. Oh, um, oh, yeah. My grimacing cat mug. Uh, uh, with thumbnail famous. Mm-hmm. 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 For That's all cool. the world to see. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, I think it's unfortunate that we didn't, you know, get enough people to buy that. It's all good. It's all good, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for the best. I should have just bought some to- <laughs> <laughs> that we could then use here. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. It's, yeah, all, it's all right. Yeah. All right, Jake. What did we do last night? Yeah. Well, we did-, we did a Bible study last night. Ooh. Shocker. Um, and we yet another shocker are continuing the Book of Tobit. <laughs> We're on chapter seven and eight. Um. Oh, yeah. in chapter seven, pretty much just talked about um, the marriage of Tobiah and Sarah. Tobiah finally Tobiah made it and to it. he finally made it to Rages or Ekbatana, wherever they were going, and he went up to his father Ragwell. Actually, he didn't go up to his father Ragwell. He sent his buddy to go talk to Ragwell, and he's like, "Hey, this guy over here wants your daughter." And Ragwell said, "You got it." And then they were married that night, apparently, which is wow, pretty fast. That's crazy. But they were relatives, and he was entitled to her, so it does make sense. But anyways, they were married. Not like first cousins, though. And then when they were married on their wedding night, the demon was oh. still hanging around Sarah. So he smoked up those fishies, and then sent the demon away and then Raphael chased him down and bound him up. So 
there was a fulfillment there, so it was pretty cool. And then, yeah, and then just talks about their wedding night and how they were just, uh, <clears throat> their prayer beforehand, how they always start the things with prayer. Mm-hmm. And then Ragwell, thinking his son-in-law is about to die, dug a grave. And then realized that he's not dead. So he filled the grave again. I mean, after seven deaths, you'd think, yeah. Here goes another one. But yeah, and then they had a big feast afterward. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the the gist of it. In the men's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) In the men's portion of the Bible study, we really... um, where was it? Um, oh yeah, we focused on like the um, the part where he gets his buddy to talk to the girl, and we're like, it's just like nowadays where you're like, hey bud, go go over there and tell that girl that I am interested in her, and my friend would like to come over. You know, the the mm-hmm. wingmans of today, yeah. if you will. Oh yeah. Um, and we were talking about it, and we were like, it's it's probably because like. Whereas you have something to lose by talking to her and just getting absolutely smoked in your rejection. Mm-hmm. This dude has nothing to lose and he can kind of come back and kind of... If she's like, heck no, I would never date that frog looking dude. He can come back and be like, she said no. <laughs> you know, kind of mm-hmm. be a... Mm-hmm. Saves the embarrassment. It saves a little bit of his confidence so mm. he can go out again and be like... right. Let me try this again, you know, because I know that last girl didn't call me a frog looking dude, so I'm good. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was on that was on the men's side what we talked about. Mm. We're just like hashtag relatable. <laughs> Not the frog looking dude part, but you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, we <laughs> talked a lot about not so much this these two chapters. Um, we had a, a long discussion about a bunch of random things. Like, the wait, I mean, they were all semi-related. At first, it was like sanctity of marriage and, and whatnot. And we talked a lot about um, Jason Everett. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jason Everett. He's a popular catholic author and speaker he came to my camps ministry in college and they gave a talk called uh college dating 101 Mm. um and there's just a lot of beautiful um things in that talk um one that we didn't talk about but one that is related to what you're saying is kind of the um like if women like men are going to ask women out they should ask like be clear um because like if we're not worth the rejection then we're not worth the like yes either so if it's not worth it to you to ask and be clear like let's go on a date Mm. then it's not like you're you shouldn't just do it like all confusing like and be like you're like let's let's hang hang out out." yeah it's like be clear because restaurant yeah she's worth the she's worth the rejection, um, or at least she should be, if you're, like, yeah, going... Yeah, if you're choosing yeah. right. Yeah. You know, unless she's, like... And it's just, like, we constantly live in gray areas in this 
day and age because mm. yeah i mean yeah. men are too scared to ask women out and then women are a little harsh when it comes to men asking them out. i think that's that's one of the reasons why we're like <laughs> yeah yeah um mm. but you're not gonna get anywhere if you don't ask someone out yeah. And you're not going to get anywhere if you never go on a date with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's a thing of you don't have to be really sold on the idea of being like, I'm going to marry this guy before you go on your first date. Yeah. Um, you can just, you know, accept the invitation. Mm-hmm. Um, because a date is, I think a lot of people get confused about what that even is. Um, right. And <clears throat> you don't have to be like completely on board for just a date, you know, you can just get to know the person. That's what the whole point of it is, is mm-hmm. dating mm-hmm. to get to know someone. Um, but, yeah. As the old saying goes, you can't catch fish without your pole in the water. That's right. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever heard that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. It makes sense because I just made it up. Oh. Look at that. He's awake. <laughs> the age old saying. <laughs> the one I just made up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you, I'm, I do that a lot, actually. But yeah, and then like at, at the end of like um the chapter was it chapter seven? It's like um and then Sarah weeps because like it was like she's like oh this dude gonna die. <laughs> mm. If I know anything before, it's like something happens seven times. More than likely, it's gonna happen an eighth time. You know. You put your hand on a stove, it's hot. You do it seven times, you're like, probably it's going to be hot the next time, you know? Um, so, that that was just an interesting little tidbit at the end of that. But then, as we all know, Tobiah came in and he put the, put the little fish liver from last chapter, chapter six, chapter six, mm-hmm. I think chapter six, when he put his dogs in the water and it his, five, his, his toes. For those of us who don't know what dogs are. Mm-hmm. Um, no longer is it Megan O'Brien. Because I informed her of what dogs were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like, let the dogs out. What? I was like, your dogs are out. And she's like, what are you talking about? And you're like, like, oh. Your feet, man. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But he lured that fish in with those dogs. And mm-hmm. then he got his, his heart and liver. And he burned them. And, um, you know, the, the demon, I uh, forget the name, whatever, whatever, Asmodeus. you know, something like that. Um, he was like, <clears throat> I don't like that smell. It's like, it's pungent, man. I don't want to like that fishy smell. And he just runs. And then Raphael, like we, we had this image, um, yesterday of like Tobiah just standing there in his wedding piece, just like this at the table, just like grinning. As just being like, oh man, I made it. Look at me. <laughs> I'm finally, you know, it's all coming together. And then, like, he looks around and he's like, where's that dude that traveled with me? And it just, like, cuts to Raphael, just, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just sprinting like, um, like, uh, a uh, cop dude from, uh, Cloudy with the Chance of mm. Meatballs. <laughs> Flint Lockwood! <laughs> we I just. Love that guy. We just imagine that, and he just like body slams the demon dude, and he just like mm-hmm. ties him up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I made this point um, last night. It's like um, at the 
It has like a little asterisk um, above like um, when the demon fled into Upper Egypt. And I looked down and I read it. And um, it says, um, this is a desert area. And the desert was considered a dwelling place of demons. For example, like Jesus in the desert for 40 days, he was tempted mm-hmm. by um, demons. Um, and it's a similar concept. So Raphael not only chased this dude down who was messing with his buddy, he chased him into like, I used this example last night. It's basically this thief steals a wallet from your buddy you just bolt after him and he goes into like the deepest part of the slums where like all the murderers and everything, like every bad thing goes down and he tackles him and he takes it back and he like ties him up and everything. And he just like marches out of there. Like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And you're like, dude, wow. That's, that's respectable. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this dude ain't messing around. Mm-hmm. Angel going sicko mode. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh no. I mean, to be fair, if like you're in the slums, some dude's running, and then this like dude's just like flying by, like <laughs> you're like, I'm not messing with that. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Jake, hmm? what are your thoughts? I was honestly, I was just thinking a lot about what you were saying, like how how tough it is for a guy to go up and ask. A girl out mm-hmm. but like yeah it's tough but i think it's worth it it's worth putting yourself out there like mm-hmm. that's pretty dang vulnerable oh, being yeah. like hey i really like you like you're laying your heart on the line the girl could just be like you really no like frog looking dude yeah that, i don't know i keep going that, that wouldn't be fun <laughs> at all yeah so i yeah it is tough for guys nowadays like <clears throat> especially with like the whole feminist movement, they're like, "Why do I need a man? I can, I can go out and get a yeah. job. I can do everything a man does. Why do I need a dude? You know?" And we're <laughs> like, "What? We are unneeded." Mm-hmm. Well, right. But peace out. <laughs> right. Like we're supposed to help each other, not be like, "I don't need this." Or th- I, I don't know. I can just see like how tough it is for like. Yeah, especially guys nowadays, to go up and actually be vulnerable. And be like, we feel your yeah. pain, dudes. Or I do. Jake doesn't. <laughs> you don't get to speak on this. <laughs> but I'm wondering if that's the whole online dating thing. It's like, well, also, hmm. I know there have been a lot of guys from the U.S. like looking outside of the U.S. for... Um, they have like they have like a um they have like a name for that it's like um it's like they'll go over to the asian countries or the european countries and look there yeah for mm-hmm. possible mates and that's i don't know mates that just says something like yeah. what what's going on with the people here that well guys are looking elsewhere well like i don't know if that's the same thing for well girls. some like, Girls looking outside of the country mm-hmm. as well. <clears throat> I think everybody yeah. is. It's just because, like, a lot of people here, like, be like, oh, you know, I never want kids. And if you want kids, you're going to have to be like, well, time to look somewhere else, you know? Right. <laughs> hmm. That's a pretty big thing to be on the same page about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I saw there was in the news one celebrity after, <clears throat> I think it was like 20 some years. I forget which celebrity it was. Like he got, they got divorced because the guy really wanted to have kids. But the, um, the girl, like they just weren't on the same page about having kids. Mm-hmm. So they eventually just got divorced and that's just really sad. And she ended up freezing her eggs or whatever. But it's just really sad to see like a marriage like that break apart because they just never agreed. Like that's yeah, <clears throat> that should have been talked about like oh one hundred percent before the marriage. Like even maybe even before the engagement, yeah. just be like totally open about what you want in a relationship or in a marriage. You know, mm-hmm. mm. you gotta have that base. Just having yeah, having kids is a beautiful thing, and and that's just really tough when person you're working with is like working with right mm-hmm. just not not happening <clears throat> yeah there's a there's a lot of conversations like that that um are certainly talked about in pre-gana at the very least of marriage mm-hmm. counseling before you get married um if you're getting married in a catholic church that is mm-hmm. um so there's like a lot of things like that that are talked about but um yeah, I was having this conversation with my cousin a couple weeks ago about how some of these conversations need to be had before you even get engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, mm-hmm. children would be one of them. Of If you're not on the same page, then you should reevaluate you being in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because something I said last night that my mom always says is, like, you... She's like, you'll never be able to change a man. Um, the one thing you'll ever be able to change about him is his diapers when he can no longer, you know, go for himself. <laughs> um, which is, like, funny way of saying it, but it is true. Like, you can't change someone. Um, mm-hmm. You guys can, like, yeah, like, grow and change together, but you, like, cannot change um, something about someone if they don't want to change it themselves. Right, exactly. Um, and <clears throat> so you can't... I've, I mean, it's popular on TV, like a lot of TV shows or movies or something of they're continuing in this relationship, even though they know like she doesn't want kids and he does. And they both think, oh, the other one will change their mind. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it does happen like that. And sometimes, you know, um, their minds do change. But it is the thing of do you want to risk, you know, not having children when you want children? just to be with that person, you know? Um, mm. Yeah, it's just, like, what are you willing to compromise on? Mm-hmm. Um, Life is all about compromise. Yeah. Mm. And trade-offs. Yeah. You can't be like, I got everything, because anyone who says that is a liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you mm. see someone on, like, social media or something, and you're like, that person has everything in the world. Yeah. They probably, well, they definitely don't, you know, for one thing. It's like they're on a private jet and they're like, look at this. And they're just like, they just went on a private jet and didn't actually like fly in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just rented being on it. Mm. Yeah. I think being on the same page about <clears throat> religion as well. Like if, if they're not religious and you are and you're like, well, would you ever convert to be a Catholic? And they're like a hard no, you know. I'm just trying to think, like, would that be worth staying in that relationship knowing that they would never 
mm-hmm. convert. Yeah, I mean, that is a difficult thing that a lot of people deal with. Um, was, I mean, did, like, didn't you say your dad converted? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of uh, married couples who, yeah, the other converted after they got married or before mm-hmm. they got married, which is, like, so beautiful to know, yeah, like, you helped this person come to Catholicism, but that's not true in every case mm-hmm. of that happening. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, like, what is the most important thing to you, and it should be your relationship with Christ, and if that is something that you're going to have to compromise, then maybe that's not the person you should be with. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing of you give up your thing or else, you know? And it also shouldn't be you saying that either to the other person mm. of, like, yeah, ultimatums, never a good idea. Never. If red you find flag. It, yeah, if red you find flag. That there's a whee, ton of ultimatums, whee. it's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just going to follow you around forever. You know, yeah, it's a thing of like it's gonna be ultimatum over ultimatum over ultimatum until like you get to a big one where you're like, all right, we're at an impasse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of in the in chapter eight when um Tobiah and Sarah pray before they consummate their marriage, um, he says, "Now not with lust, but with fidelity, I take this kinswoman as my wife." Um, we talked. That's how this whole conversation started for us was talking about that line. And we actually didn't end up reading the last 10 chap- uh, ten verses of the chapter because we talked for like two hours about that line. That It was crazy. Um, but just thinking, I mean, we were talking exclusively about m- marriage, but it also can be applied to a dating relationship of your troubles and your um, sin and your habitual yeah your habitual sins your habits don't just like magically go away when you get married of um yeah i mean if you have a problem with lust it's not just gonna go away when you get married um it's something that you should be working towards um and i've talked a lot to the girls about this in the last couple weeks of yeah like the beauty of being single or the beauty of not being in your vocation yet, even if you're dating, is this is the time to work on things. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't when you're married. Um, it's just your primary focus right now is and should be your relationship with Christ and working on yourself on how to improve that. Um, whereas when you get married and you start having children or like when you, you know, like enter seminary, like you're priorities are changing they always should be on your relationship with christ but other things will fall by the wayside because that should be the most important thing and then it's Mm -hmm. um so yeah like the time to be working on these yeah habitual sins is now as opposed to let's put it off um because yeah like i even gave the like more drastic thing of if you're addicted to pornography now it's not just like magically gonna stop Mm -hmm. when you get married um and then that's no longer just affecting yourself it's affecting your spouse and your children and everyone in that like path um so it's work on things now as opposed to later um because yeah like lust is not good even in like Mm. 
a marriage like no it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way the beautiful thing about marriage is the mutual self-giving of I give my body completely over to you and you give your body completely over to me and Mm. yeah it's mutual self-giving and I do think it's really important like like you said like that time of preparation to be you know for men like to be a good solid man Mm -hmm. and not fall into the ways of the world with you know masturbation and pornography and stuff Mm -hmm. um just to be a good solid foundation because like the man is like you know kind of the rock of the family and the woman's the heart of the family Mm -hmm. i don't know i just like that just while you're single work on yourself so you can be solid so you can be solid for your family Mm -hmm. i know a lot of guys waiting like man there's just there's just no woman coming along but maybe god's given the time to just kind of work through mm-hmm. anything and if you are ready then just stay ready don't oh, yeah. don't like go off and be like well there's just there's just no women so i'm just i'm just not gonna practice anymore it's like no, you should keep keep staying solid yeah. until until god sends you the right person mm-hmm. right because i mean that's true when you're married you're like already in your vocation it's right. like well i'm already in my vocation so now i can just give up on everything else <laughs> Um, which is, you know, like a lot of couples break up because they're no longer feeling, feeling like they're in love with each other right. in quotes. Um, but it is, I think it's just the, the fundamental breakdown of they no longer are willing to put in the work cause they already got them. It's like, you should continue dating while mm. you're married. Um, right. like continue like the way that you wooed your partner and the way that you would go on dates together and bring home flowers and, oh, I was at Food Lion and I saw, you know, your favorite candy and I brought it home for you and sitting down and listening to what they have to say. You know, there's, like, things that are going to be, like, opportunities to love that person even when you're, you know, overworked and stressed and overwhelmed um that's the time where you actually have to work more at loving that person you know um and yeah it's just yeah there, there's you shouldn't underestimate the time of being single like completely single of you're not dating anybody either and also the time of dating too of, mm-hmm. um because yeah some people you date just for a time and then that's it And that's a time of, you know, like, growing, too, Mm -hmm. of realizing, like, this isn't what I'm called to be doing. Um, Like, this is not the person I'm supposed to be with. Um, But there's still, like, lessons that are learned in that. And, you know, when you Mm -hmm. do find that person, um, there's a lot of growing that can happen together. So, yeah, I mean, not underestimating the time. Like, God is putting you in this phase of your life for a reason um and he's working working in that phase even if you can't see it um but yeah Mm, i like that like what happens when that feeling is gone because i've heard you know love isn't a feeling it's a choice so Mm -hmm. what happens when there's no flowers or no sweet acts of kindness do you still choose to love that person despite their um 
not doing the things that you did when they were dating, mm-hmm. like, would you still choose to love them despite not having that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause then it, it really becomes like, what do you love? Do you love the things that they're doing for you right. or do you love that person? Right. Um, yeah. And we're all called to like die to self, to love the other person, to will their good. And it should be a thing of, yeah, you know, I was just at work all day long and I'm exhausted. And the easy thing to do is just to go home and like ignore everyone and go take like a hot shower and then go to bed. But the thing that I should do is go home and help make dinner with my spouse and uh, tend to the children and put the dishes away and put the kids to bed and then like talk to my spouse about how their day went and things like that. It's like mm-hmm. I could do the easier thing. What what seems like the easier thing. I don't mm-hmm. know how you could even yeah like do that. It's <laughs> not easy to just walk past everyone and just go take a shower and go to bed. Right. But yeah, it is But yeah. I think also in that it's you should also realize that like we're all not perfect. So 100%. like you're never gonna like be in that not dating phase and you're like, I have everything perfect and I'm the perfect situation and I have everything in line and I have like perfect this and perfect that and everything like that and everything just aligns perfectly. Like, you're always going to have some kind of issue that you're dealing with throughout it all. But it's definitely important to work through, like, the big things that you're going through and, like, as as much of it as possible. Mm -hmm. But you should never, like, go into dating or marriage expecting, like, oh, I will be perfect through this and my spouse also should be perfect, you know. That's just setting up, like, kind of unrealistic expectations of, like, oh, everything if I do this, this, and this, like, I will be perfect for them. And then they are going to do the same thing for, like, me. And everything's mm-hmm. just going to zoop. Yeah. But it's also a learning process. 100%. You need to mm-hmm. learn how to love each individual person. Mm-hmm. Not everyone likes to be loved the same way. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's a, an important part of dating is finding out how do they want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Like, you might shower them with gifts, and they're like, I actually don't really like gifts all that much. I just like to sit and talk, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you need to learn how to love them. There's certain things that you do that make mm-hmm. them feel loved, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's not the same for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a lot of growing pains. And, mm-hmm. you know, once you've exited that honeymoon phase of they can do no wrong and they're completely perfect people... Um, and then you actually get to the nitty gritty of dating that person. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, wow. Um, they can do wrong while they do have faults. They're not a perfect person. So do I. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. (laughs) And like, I'm not perfect either, but it is the, it's like, oh, wow, this person loves quality time. Let me make sure that I'm actually, you know, when I'm spending time with them, I'm not scrolling on my phone and I'm actually listening to what they're saying we're actually doing something. We're not just sitting there watching a movie, which sometimes that's what you need, you know? It's like, I just want to sit in your presence mm-hmm. and turn my brain off. Let's watch a movie together, you know? But it's also, like, that's just time spent together, not so much is that really quality time spent together, you know, of we're actually spending time growing together, which is, you know, like having conversations or doing something together mm-hmm. that, like, helps you learn about the other person. Um, but yeah, it is, 
it is fun to realize what people's love languages are, especially if they're completely different than your own. Of, mm-hmm. Wow, like my number one is uh, quality time and, you know, it we aren't spending any quality time together, so I feel very distant from you. And it's mm. like, wow, yeah, I'm my... My love language is uh, receiving gifts, and you haven't given me anything recently, and (laughs) now I feel like you don't love me anymore. Um, (laughs) Which is, like, extreme, but it is the thing of, you can feel, yeah, I mean, like, every every relationship takes work, whether that's a dating relationship or not, Um, and are you willing to put in the effort for it, you know? Mm -hmm. That's, like, a big thing of, when I read about these celebrities who are getting divorced it's like yeah i mean obviously we don't know the full story Mm -mm. um and it is sad but it is the like why'd you stop working you know like why why'd you quit um yeah because it's because it's not being easy or like what is yeah what is the Mm. thing yeah i feel like that's kind of the instinct though it's like Oh, it should be easy, mm-hmm. you know, but and then when you come against a brick wall and you're like, "Huh, might need to actually do some demo here or start mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. this area up." It's like some people are like, "Actually, I'd rather not just do that." Yeah. So, bye. <laughs> it's like, oof. But I mean, if they are worth it, it's worth the worth the effort. Being demolished and rebuilt. You know. Yeah. And you'll just be approached with your own inadequacies as well. And that, I think that's really important to oh, 100%. know that you're not invincible yeah. and not everything's perfect. Oh, yeah. Just um, that slap in the face, like, wow, I'm actually not who I thought I was. Mm-hmm. You know. And other people yeah. bring that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some people are really good at bringing out the best, but there's also some people God will send you that'll just, that'll poke you on the side, you know. Mm-hmm. Thorn in my side. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. Yeah, because we are called to perfection, and there's different ways that that can be brought about. Of how God, how are you calling me to be? You know, like more like your son. Um, how can I be more like Christ? And it is uncomfortable to be told the things that you're doing that are hurting other people um even if especially if they're unintentional and you're like wow that's just like the way that I've always you know mm-hmm. talked to people um that's always the way that I've interacted with people I didn't realize that that was bad or that was like causing mm-hmm. people frustration or pain um mm. and just like being met with your own humanity and your own faults is like yeah um and th- that's something I've heard about marriage it, it's even more contrary to what people think of you know like oh all my problems are gonna be solved if I just like get in this relationship where I just get married um but no like when you get married like everything's under a microscope you're like everything gets blown up out of proportion because you're sharing your life with another person I mean yeah like it's different than just dating because when you're dating you just then go back to your separate lives and then you come together for things but when you're married, like every decision that you make impacts the other person, mm-hmm. and yeah, just crazy. 
and just being like kind of called out too and like someone else asking you to change something mm-hmm. it's so easy to be like yeah I'm not doing that mm-hmm. you know just being like kind of stuck in your ways but in your heart you know you need to make a change but you're just yeah you're just like I don't want to do that mm-hmm. you know that can be just so hard sometimes when someone asks you like hey this is what's going on and it's so easy to just shut down and be like no I think I'll, I'm good mm-hmm. you know but yeah Sometimes just working through that. And it might take a lot of time. A lot of grace, too. Yeah. For yourself and from the other person, too. Mm-hmm. But it's really important to be be able to open up the door to that mm-hmm. with the other person. Mm-hmm. And if the other person isn't open to even having a conversation about something, that's a pretty big issue. Because, you know, what else are they just going to shut off about you know it could be a really big issue that they're just not willing to talk about Mm -hmm. and that's that's not good you know just that open communication between the two people is really important oh yeah and sometimes it takes a little time like they might not open up immediately but they come back later and they're like you know hey let's talk about this Mm mm-hmm yeah, and just being comfortable with the silence, too, which is true in a lot of areas. I think our attention spans are so short nowadays, and we don't like being uncomfortable. That was something I had to learn in Bible, like leading Bible studies is being okay to ask a question for people not to answer immediately and to just sit because, yeah, we just read this thing. I just asked a question. It's like, wow, I haven't even had a second to process. Let me like reread that little section so I can answer the question. And then you immediately say the answer. You're not letting them, you know, even process what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just being, being comfortable with the silence when you guys are like having a conversation, trying to grow. And then also just being okay with, like, giving them their space to um, come to you, too. Again. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to sit back here because I don't know any of this. <laughs> Zero experience. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> Go for it, guys. <laughs> well, but I mean, you see other people in relationships and you see how they interact, mm-hmm. you know. So you kind of you kind of a third person perspective of everything. I don't, I don't know. I don't. As a single person, I don't think it's healthy to be constantly surrounded by people just in relationships because it kind of just. Oh yeah. But yeah. you also see other people in relationships. For example, <laughs> mom and dad. Like, you know, I kind of model my relationship off of what works for them. You know, sure. and we're different though. Like, yeah. But I think the basis, like mm-hmm. having the foundation of faith, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forget what I was about to say. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, um, and another important point we talked about. <laughs> Go for it. Um, uh, the 14 days that they had, uh, the wedding feast afterwards, like usually in biblical times, it was like a week. 
Like I, I'm pretty sure it's still that way in like uh, Orthodox Jewish communities. Like they they yeah. have like a week, a whole week of like the community coming together to celebrate like a marriage. And uh, but like it's interesting here that like it's like 14 days, so it's double. So, um, what's his name? Rigel. Rigel is like, all right, we're gonna throw a big party. We finally found one. <laughs> It's like, it's like, uh, as a dad nowadays, your daughter brings home, like, just the worst dudes. <laughs> Seven of the worst dudes, and you're like, man, <laughs> it's never ending. And then one good dude, and you're like, come here. <laughs> Stay! Stay. <laughs> Marry her. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, while you were talking, that reminded me of... That's true in the Catholic Church, too, of all our biggest feasts mm-hmm. are multiple days long. So we have the the Easter octave and the Christmas octave mm-hmm. of, you know, it starts on Easter and Christmas. And then for eight days, every time you go to Mass, it's like a Sunday Mass, if that makes sense. So um, during mm. those days, it's a big celebration, um, which is why, like, during ordinary time you know like daily mass Mm -hmm. is normal but then sunday mass is different and then during lent and during advent like they're all you know like normal masses during the day but then during the week and then on sunday it's like big deal multiple readings Mm -hmm. um it should be like first reading psalm second reading gospels on it is a typical sunday but during daily mass it's one reading one psalm gospel but during those octaves that's when, you know, we have all the readings. We still have incense. We have, you know, all the candles lit. Mm-hmm, we have mm-hmm. music. Like, it should be a celebration because every day is supposed to be just like Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sunday's our day of celebration. So it is cool that, you know, we kind of keep that some semblance of that tradition of the wedding feast being seven days long of having the octaves. Um yeah, just one long celebration. Mm. Kind of makes sense. Very cool. Yeah, there's a lot of symbolism of, like, wedding feasts and everything like mm-hmm. that in mm-hmm. the Bible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially here, but, like, Jesus' first miracle was at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he's described as, like, the bridegroom in a wedding coming back. Yeah. And we wait for him. And just, like, a lot of analogies like that just, like, littered throughout it. Just mm-hmm. as, like, connections, like... Everything in the Bible is linked together in some yeah, way or the it's other. It's all purposeful. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, wasn't the kingdom of heaven likened to a wedding feast as well? Yeah. Like you send them out and you bring back all the people who are invited to mm-hmm. the wedding. And then they get... Something was with the garments. Like you put they on the white yeah. garment. But if you didn't have a... Because you were like provided a garment, right? For the wedding or something and if you weren't wearing it you weren't worthy to be at the wedding or something it was like they went out and grabbed people and i think the yeah they weren't dressed for it which i always i think i've been taught or i've just come to the conclusion that it's like sin on your soul of mm. if you come to the wedding feast and you're not completely clean mm-hmm. then he sent you away, but not, like, to hell, but to purgatory. Oh. 
kind of like go clean yourself yeah like and that's why people always kind of make that analogy when you're going to mass too of you know like dressing differently for mass than you would for any other thing is Mm -hmm. important because the thing that is happening is the most important thing Mm. and it's also you know why we don't receive the eucharist if we're in a state of mortal sin is you you're essentially like walking up to receive the eucharist with like completely dirty like covered in mud and stuff but you go to confession and you get it all wiped off and then you like just showered and you're all ready and you can go receive the eucharist as opposed to like and you sparkle and you're like yeah get that nice looking yeah. tux and then like venial sins are washed away in the penitential act of mass so um, you are yeah like free of golden things but not mortal sins you have to go to confession for that. you have to go to confession regardless but um yeah it's a lot of a lot of um talk of weddings in the bible mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah when you were talking i was just, I was just imagining this dude and he, like, been drinking and he just, like, threw up all over himself. And he walks up and then marches up and he's like, hey, let me in. Mm-hmm. He's like, John, why do you look like that? <laughs> he's like, oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> he's like, go clean yourself up. And he just, like, kind of, like, hangs his head and marches mm-hmm. marches by, you know, washes himself off, comes back. And he's like, can I come in now? <laughs> you know that guy from Charlie Brown that's super dirty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was picturing is like you're walking around, you have like dust clouds following <laughs> you. People, because yeah. there's no private sin, so like people are coughing, you know, because mm. they like some people dust are like in on your by. Yeah, like in on your sin, and some people yeah, are affected by your sin. And so it's like people are coughing around you, mm. and like it's a lot going on, but then you can just be cleaned, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. It's something about him being dirty, though. Dusty or something. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably not that far off. I can't remember, though. Probably is. We're probably screaming at the, at the phone right now. His name is... B- dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Importance of weddings. I mean, Jesus even raised it to the level of the sacrament. So that just shows, like, how important marriage is. You know? Mm-hmm. And that, you know... Just living together without sacramental graces is not enough. Like you need, you need sacramental graces to yeah. hold you together. Hundred percent. You need the glue to. Zoop. That's right. Three to marry. Hmm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Strange. That was strange. <laughs> oh, I thought we were. That was that was the sen- s- signal. I was just uh, mm. thinking about what Jake was saying and mm. just thinking about when you said moving in or like uh, living together or something. Um, it reminded me of I had a note in the notes that I took on that talk of um, like compatible in Latin means like suffering together, mm. um, and so. Like, you're willing to suffer together and you're compatible of, you know, like, like all the things we were saying of it's not always easy, but we're not called to do the easy thing. Um, but it is, it should be fun at least and like, 
shouldn't always feel like work to be mm. in a relationship. Like that's not a good sign of. I feel like I'm constantly working and com like having to compromise everything. Like that's not the way it should be. It should be fun and like there are good things that are happening. But yeah, there also should be ways that you're being called out because you need to grow and uh, mm. all these things. But yeah, like suffering together because you ultimately want to get each other to heaven. So yeah, just like being willing to suffer together because. Mm gotta be perfect to get there you know the the big upstairs the big old attic the big upstairs yep mm-hmm the big upstairs yep <laughs> the big upstairs <laughs> just said that yeah when, you, when you're saying that it kind of made me think of like we're like we're like a little a little square piece mm-hmm. of wood like about yay high about jigsaw puzzle height mm-hmm. you know um, and we're just a square, and then the suffering is kind of the someone just shaving off so we like fit together like zoop. Mm. Mm. What's yeah. that? Like that? Zoop. Oh, okay. Kinda, I like that. Kind of makes a zoop noise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that is that is that is good. Mm. Yeah, because I think we've talked about it on here before about purgatory. Mm. Um, uh, C.S. Lewis in one of his books i think it's one of the narnia books but i can't remember of the guy who's covered in scales and then like um gets them all ripped off but like i think it has to be narnia it's like some um guy is covered in scales like a lizard person and like he is getting them all like ripped off and as he does like there's just this light that's shining after all the scales are being ripped off. And then mm. it turns out that, like, he is this person underneath or something. Mm, yeah. um, but it's analogous to purgatory of, huh. you know, like, I it's been said that purgatory feels like getting, you know, like, scales ripped off. <laughs> which oh, wow. is painful because purgatory is supposed to be cleansing. But, mm-hmm. And, like, you're getting rid of your attachment to the world and attachment to sin. And... So yeah, like that is why you're supposed to be working on that now because that way you don't have to spend as much time in purgatory. Mm-hmm. But it that then means that there's going to be suffering here. That there's going to be, you know, ridding yourself of material things now and ridding yourself of sin now mm-hmm. so that you don't have to do it later. But it is not going to be easy nor like free of pain anywhere. Yeah, it's true. His name is Edmund. Was it that was Edmund? Oh yeah, remember that nasty kid who turned into a like a dragon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, dragon. And then at the end, like he just like was bursting with the sun, and then like he turned back into human, and he was actually a nice die- guy. Like the first time they met him, he was just like this awful, awful person who mm-hmm. just. So well, just Edmund terrible. was the brother. Edmund is. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. It starts with an E. Yeah, I know who you're talking about because I knew it was that story, but I couldn't remember who it was. I th- I thought it was like Henry Edmund. Oh, Edmund, I think, is the Edmund brother. Is, Edmund's the brother that goes against the like yeah. white witch. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or goes, goes with, with the, the white witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name? I don't mm-hmm. know. If you know... Let well, us look, know. Yeah, put it... Uh, I think on Spotify they have a comment yeah. section... Yeah. Just like type in the name and be like, yeah, help, you idiot, it's. Brother bah, bah, bah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Thanks for tuning in today, yeah. guys. Yeah, uh, our anniversary. Yeah, happy right. one year. Happy one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Thanks for sticking around this long. Thanks for joining us. If you're just joining us, mm-hmm. uh, the, today was a chill podcast. Yeah, chill vibes. You know, chill vibes. You know, this is a podcast you put on when you're about to go to sleep, and you don't want anything like super dense. Sometimes we talk about death, literally. Oh we yeah. Just do that. A well, lot. yeah. <laughs> so. Well, go. Remember that you're yeah. dust and a dusty shower. <laughs> As you're falling asleep, you're like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. So remember that we're praying for you. Oh, well, if you could pray for us, that'd yeah. be great. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. appreciate that anytime. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah. So. <gasps> and remember, drink coffee, be Catholic. Thank you all. Bye bye bye. I have a dream. I hope it will come true that you're here with me and I'm here with you. I wish that the earth see the sky up above will send me someone to love us.